The following episode contains strong language, violence, use of alcohol, and references to fictional drugs. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. All right, so there's this uh, there's this gang that's kind of always, kind of always been in the North End here. I don't know, they've been making some some big steps lately. I have been slowly but surely infiltrating these low-level drug dealers and their gangs and trying to find the suppliers of these slam packs that they're getting their hands on. I... we need... someone needs to tell Jack. Jack? The... he owns the bar across where Austin worked across from where I live. As far as I know, he was the closest thing Austin really had to family. I just sort of look at him and go, Do hornets mean anything to you, bud? And his face kind of drops. What? I... Austin... Um... Jack kind of, like, crosses his arms and sits down and he was hornet. Yeah, but there's... That's not what we're here to tell you. Ruby starts crying. Ruby, what happened? He died saving me. Get a hold of Kevin Lewis, see what's going on. Kevin says nothing really of note at this time. Kind of talks to you about the ongoing litigation a bit. That's basically kind of holding Union back. Echo Base has shut down. Only Agent Alan Rickard, Kevin Lewis, and a few handful of Union agents are left in Riverside because they are uh, being blamed for the breakout in the last season. The three of you, along with Hornet 2, are finishing up clearing out a warehouse full of Blue Cross gang members. Everyone roll initiative. Oh, jumping in the fray. 11. 32. Obviously, you're last. Uh, 15. Beta <laughs> <laughs> Hawkshaw is the most prepared. I dumped so much into initiative. To be fair, it's like... And, like, character-wise, it does make sense that you would have, like, initiative, like, above mine, because my f- powers are more reactionary. Yeah, like, you think before you act, and I've got a death wish. Okay. Can I ask something, RC? Sure. So we were in the middle of a fight. Like, we were coming in the middle of a fight, right? Yeah. Can I have already made, like, a sword? Yeah, you tell me what it is you have and have not made. I've got an AK-47. Fuck these guys in particular. Um... I have a sword and a dagger. I'm currently holding the sword. Okay, so first in the round is Laserhawk. There are five Blue Cross gang members around this warehouse. There is a large crate opened up full of slam packs in the center. Ooh. They are not near it right now. Uh, They were kind of pinned down, like, behind cover, and they were firing at you up until this point. I haven't heard the word slam pack in a while. It's been a hot minute. Five blue cross members jumping on the bed. One fucked with Laserhawk, I punched him in the head. I just remember I need to put Hornet in. 18. Yeah, you could clear the gap between you and one of them to punch them. 
Alright, yeah, then that was what we're gonna do. That hit, what is the DC on that? And is this just a taser is this a taser fist or just a regular ass punch? Taser fist. Okay. Twenty-five. Wow. Uh yeah, this guy took a hit and actually stayed up. You got a clear shot at him in the jaw, and he's got like a bit of a black eye forming, but he is still standing and glaring you down. Bring it on, motherfucker. Also, I rolled a 20, that's why. I was really not expecting him to go to stay up for that. And then it is the Blue Cross Gang's turn. The whole gang? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing them all as one. Oh, okay. I was like, ah! <laughs> all as one initiative. Wait, how many are there? What is everyone's, your dodge plus 10? 20. 16. 21. Everyone except for Ruby gets hit. One point is what I was missing. One. Son of a bitch. So what are Yardak and Laserhawk's toughness? You're going to have to roll a toughness check. Non-nat 20. 32. Fuck. <laughs> this I sunk some points into. So yeah, you got hit, but you absorbed it pretty good. Like, Laserhawk, I think, it, like, you know, you got like a ni- you got a hole in your jacket now, though, you know, because you did take a couple bullets. I just fucking got this one. Hornet takes a shot to the shoulder and kind of kneels down behind some cover. It's all right. Still doing better than the last one. (gasps) Christ. Too soon. It's been a season. Yeah, but it's still too soon. Four of the five of them shot. The one, though, that Laserhawk punched goes to punch him. Bring it on, you little bitch. What's your dodge again? 16, buddy. All right. Yeah, he definitely hits back. You're going to want to roll another toughness check. That's going to be a 21. In the same way that you hit him and he took it on the chin, he hit you, you took it on the chin, but you're all right. <laughs> Fuck you. And I think it's also at that point when he goes, when he kind of has like an oh shit moment. Uh, so he punched you, the other four shot. Two of those four go to kind of flee out the back exit behind them. And then it is Ruby's turn. Okay. So to give you an idea, like, you're on one side, surrounded by a couple of downed Blue Cross members. There's the box in the middle with the slam packs, and then these guys on the other side, mostly behind different boxes for cover, and two of them are fleeing. The only one who is not behind cover is the one that is uh, currently in fisticuffs with Laserhawk. And don't worry, they're not long for this world. No one is actually near the slam pack box, right? Correct. And then where are they fleeing? Like, are they fleeing out of a door? Yeah, there is a door uh, to the... Like, from where you're looking, kind of the back right corner. Okay, I have two ideas, uh, I, but I'm trying to decide which one makes the most sense. One is to block the door so they can't flee, and the other is to put a box around the slam pack so they can't take any slam packs. Stop them. Yeah, I was about to say, let's not draw any attention to the slam packs. But they're not close, so I'm just going to block the door with, like, a big brick wall. Which I've decided I can make brick now. That doesn't seem that weird. I think you've gotten more skilled at, like, the actual, like, look of your, instead of just being, like, a a solid slab of marble. And I also want to say that I'm, like, holding a sword, I, like, hold the sword, I'm holding a sword aloft while this is happening. Just for looks, I think that's cool. Okay, see, I have to imagine you kind of extend a hand towards the door. So you imagine me, if I'm holding the sword, that I, like, kind of gesture with the sword? It's like your sword wand. Swand. Yeah! If you will. Swand! I don't know that I like that, but it's funny. Roll a creation check. What did we decide that that was called on your character sheet? It just says create. 
Everything else was a fun name, and that just says create. We gotta come up with a better name for that. Abracadabra. Easy make, Remy. I'm God. That could be the name. I'm just creating. 25 overall. 25? Yeah. So this solid, nice red brick covers the door. It is blocking a fire exit, and that's a violation, but we'll get to that at some other point. <laughs> we don't own this warehouse. We don't have to... We, they can't find us. So yeah, you block the door, and then you see them kind of like, oh shit, and they're going to try to turn around and go like there's another door on the other side. So are you doing anything else with your turn? Um, No, I'm just going to stay where I am. And then it's Hornet's turn, and Hornet kind of like, sort of like Kylo Ren in Force Awakens, kind of like hits on the wound and gets up. I was about to say, I swear to God, if she stabs Han Solo. <laughs> Picks herself up and jumps towards the guys that you just blocked off. Good, I was going to say, fuck off, this one's mine, kid. She leaps into the air and feet first slams into them. Oh, damn. Knocking one into the other. And they go down and... Uh, she also falls down in a bit of a heap after landing on the two of them. It is Yardak's turn now. Okay, so they got the two down, so then where are people standing now? Imagine this warehouse, like, with all the boxes, kind of forms, like, across through the center. Okay. Which is where the box is, and you guys are on the opposite side of where there are two aiming guns at you, and then the other one who is up is the one who is currently fist-fighting Laserhawk. Are the two with the guns in front of me? Yeah, they're pretty much directly ahead of you. Okay, then I want to use all the water that I can that I have in my water skin and blast these bitches as hard as I can because I don't want a bullet in the chest. Okay, so you're going to do water whips on both of them? Not a water whip. I just want to just like, like super soak them. 12 plus 8 is 20. Uh, so remember, you have to roll, if you're hitting both of them, you have to roll twice with each having a negative 2. Oh, okay. 18. And then for the second guy, 14. Yeah, both of these guys get hit with the water whips. Describe to me what it looks like when they go down. Like Indiana Jones, but two. They each take a, a hit to the chest and fly back just a couple feet and fall down to the ground. And one of them looks like he goes to stand back up, but then he just like falls back down on the ground and just like lets out a sigh. Hell yeah. Eat shit. Oh, right. Are you doing anything else with your turn? So the one is down down and the one is just kind of knocked down and can get back up. No, I would say he looks pretty out of it. <laughs> so then in that case I'm going to run towards the slam packs okay so you run towards the slam packs uh, with your move action and then Laserhawk it is your turn well what do I roll to break his arm oh roll w with the wrist probably alright well roll uh, yeah you're going to want to roll an unarmed attack check oh fuck yeah alright so that's a 19 before I even look at this and that's a 29 after uh, so now we, you each roll opposed strength checks. I mean, can you just tell me what the number is? Four. It's 13 overall, bud. Uh, so right now, yeah, right now you are holding him, but you can't really, like, maneuver him as you want. Um, and that did count as your standard action. I guess that's my turn. Uh, he is going to attempt for his turn to break out. Uh, and you're gonna need to, so that means you're gonna need to roll another strength check. Okay. 19. He, he like, struggled, but he could not get out of your grasp, and so he also cannot move. I told you, little bastard, I'm gonna break your fucking arm. Uh, and then it is Ruby's turn. Who's still up at this point? Just the guy that is grappling with Laserhawk right now. 
Hornet is down on the ground, as well as everyone else. Yardag is heading for the slam packs. Like, he's about to get him, so I don't need to cover the slam packs. Yeah, I'll just start walking towards the slam packs, too. Guess meet me in the middle. Or is Hornet, sorry, is Hornet in any danger where she is? Danger? I wouldn't, like, there's no one, like, up around her that could, like, attack her. She is injured and on the ground. Actually, if you're already heading to the slam packs, I think Ruby's gonna go over to Hornet to, like, see if she can, like, help her up. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely, like, you know, give her a shoulder to lean on. She has, like, an injured leg, basically. As well as her bullet wound. I probably can't on this turn, but I'll start helping her over to Yardak. And then it's actually Hornet's turn, and, you know, she I think she's just kind of moving along with you, and then it's Yardak's turn. I totally forgot that I could heal. Like, I ha- well, not that I forgot, but, like, I haven't in so long healed anybody. Uh, last time we played, you, he- you healed uh, your friend for being too drunk. I want to take all the water, since I used the water, and I imagine that it kind of went splash on the ground. I want to take, like, draw the water in, and then freeze the fuck out of the slam packs. Yeah, so you reach out, and you are able to douse this box of slam packs in water, and then freeze that water. Uh, anyway, second verse, same as the first. I'm breaking this guy's arm. 26. And... Knocked him the fuck out. I'm trying to break his arm, though. Alright, well, you broke his arm, and he passed the fuck out. That's all I wanted. With a piercing scream, and then basically passing out from the shock. Make me bleed my own blood. But he didn't. He shot me! That's why I attacked- Oh, wait, no. (laughs) Oops. The last of the Blue Cross gang members are down, and the slam packs are frozen. You are now out of initiative. What do you do? Yarnak, smash him. Smash. Tom, tom, tom. All right, yeah. You bring one strong foot down, and they just crumple into a million pieces. Now, what I want to know is what's emboldening these fuckers in my town. Also, you definitely you essentially just made the equivalent of uh, crystal meth <laughs> for slam packs. Ruby wants to make this uh, I Love Lucy thing canon and, and explains to Yardek that he looks like Lucy and I feel like maybe he has to explain who uh, Lucille Ball is. So basically, Ruby has Hornet. Laserhawk just let this guy go, I imagine. I mean, I let him fall to the ground. What are y'all doing? Giving each other a little pat on the back saying, good job. Is this when we were supposed to call the police and tell them we did their job? Oh uh, yeah, we should probably do that. Yep, I'm calling Brian B. Bryanson. Hello? Hey, Brian. Lazerock here. Got some trash for you to pick up. Oh, I'm I'm not with sanitation, though. Oh, no. <laughs> I meant criminal scum. Oh, oh. You're making a, you're making a, 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 a witty remark. Well, well, hang on. Since we're on the subject, do you have, like, a sanitation team to clean up drugs? Because we've got a bunch of drugs, too. They're not our drugs, for the record. I can get the team to come down there when they collect, you know, your trash, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, haha. Awesome. We're at 1234 Sesame Street. Okay, yeah, we'll be right there. Uh, Officer Brian is sending sending some folks your way. What are, y- are y'all doing anything while you wait? Nah. Can someone maybe stitch up the kid? Looking at Yarnak. Oh, Hornet, I thought you meant one of the bad guys. I was like, uh, you're the one who broke his arm. Yeah, I gave a quick heal to Miss Hornet. You're able to heal the bullet wound, but the deal with the reason for the leg problem is actually because the uh, exoskeleton kind of broke on landing and kind of like stabbed her in the leg. Oh. 
Like you can, I say you can heal her leg, obviously, but you can't heal a uh, a mechanical break. Oh, I'll heal the bullet wound and the little stabby stab. I'm gonna see if I can technology check her shit fixed. I can imagine I've dealt with more complicated than this because of Kate. Probably. Technologic. Fix the motherfucker up so she can go and walk around. Oh, that's right. I guess I should roll for that, huh? Yeah. Um. Ooh, 12, and what is my healing? It's gonna be a 19 for me, 12 plus 7. Yeah, it's a bit of a patch job, but it's together enough to at least get back to, you know, back to base. Okay, so then it'll be a 22 overall. Yeah, you're able to patch her up without issue, and Laserhawk is able to patch up the exoskeleton enough to, like I said, at least get back to base. Alright. Kid, do you have a proper way to fix this thing up? I just need my tools, and I'll be able to get it all patched up. I might need some parts, but I can scrounge around for that. I live in a warehouse full of parts. In fact, could you get me a list of those tools so I can keep some of those around? Yeah, I can definitely do that. Thanks thanks for the heal, Yardak. Anytime there, little lady. No need to thank me, I only fixed the fucking suit. So this has been about a month since our last adventure. Okay. I was going to posit the idea that she's actually been storing her suit at the laser hut. Yeah, I was going to say that only makes sense. I mean, we're eventually looking to turn this thing into, like, the the friendship hut. When you say uh, a month since, is that a month since the ship? So, like, Yarkalen has gone home? Well, that's what I was going to say. Is like, I think Yarkalen, um is probably maybe still on land, but I don't think he's in Riverside right now. Like, I think he might be doing, like, diplomatic mission to Washington kind of deal. Oh, okay. That's acceptable. Or are you even waiting for the police to show up? It's more hassle than it's worth, honestly. I mean, I'll stick around. We don't want them to, like, wake up and then, like, leave. Yeah, exactly my thought. Also, they they might come to the door that I put a brick wall on. Oh, yeah, you can probably take that down now as a side note. You know, that's what I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna go take the, take the brick wall down. Call the hunch. If one of them wakes up, I think that between four fucking superheroes, we'll be able to take them. Probably. Yeah, so basically you had found this place because uh, Hornet had been kind of doing some sleuthing. Good shit, kid. That still leaves me with the question of what the fuck are these idiots doing in my city? I thought I'd taken care of all of them. I say out loud to continue the conversation. (laughs) They're always popping up, you know, especially when they get back out and stuff. Okay, but not like we've gone anywhere. I I thought these guys were smarter than that. And not too much longer after that, yeah, the police arrive. Officer Brian's there, uh, and he is just like, oh, man, yes. Good job, guys. Thank you very much for the assist. That one's got his arm broken. Yeah, they gather up the gang members. They collect the fragments of the slam packs, and y'all kind of oversee them just kind of heading out. You know, Officer Brian gives you, like, a big wave before he gets in his car and heads out. I I wave back, turn to these guys, and... I give him the Forrest Gump. I just go by like a normal person. Night's still young. Anyone want to go to the bar? What time is it? It's probably like 11 p.m. I think at this point. This is the first time Laserhawk's ever asked you guys to hang out. Yeah. That's true. I I do have a question. Does Ruby have work tomorrow? Tomorrow you had to take the day off. Are we going on trial again? So you're not the ones on stand this time, uh, but you're going in because a couple of your friends are going to be. Oh, okay. I still want to drink about it. What time is that? Uh, 11 a.m. Oh, it's tons of time. I can have one drink. We literally have someone in our party that can fix a hangover. 
come drink with me. Unless he gets too drunk. Got a real man. I said I'm going with you. I said I'll have a drink. Or seven. Are we going to the bar across from my apartment? Then I can have more. Let's be honest. Look, I'll be honest. I don't know of any bars other than Jack's. I don't get out very often. <laughs> That's true. We don't go anywhere else. I think the only other bar you've been to was a Remus Pub in downtown. Oh, yeah. We took uh... Ulrich and Sloan and Bethany. Oh, yeah. Let's not go back there. Shitty things happen when we go there. It's a quiet night. Jack, of course, is there. He's looking a little tired. Before I even order a drink, I'm slapping down a $50 tip. Damn. I like Jack. Brock, Brock, you don't gotta do that. Unless, wait, are you about to go crazy? Jack, do you have any idea how tired you look and how big of a day I have tomorrow? Oh, man, is it really that obvious? You need an espresso machine or something here, bud. You been alright? No, I just, I need to get a good night's sleep. I've been running myself a little ragged trying to keep this place going. I need to get some more help. I need to get a couple uh, couple dishwashers and another bartender, and this place will get ship-shape again. Ooh, we should convince New Hornet to work there, and then it could be, like, second base, and she can get tips from the guys. Is New Hornet with us, by the way? Actually, I don't think she's there right now, because she has to go drop the suit off. Pam is probably not too far behind. She just had to go to the laser hut first. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm ordering as much whiskey in the tallest glass as I can find. I think Jack's gonna is willing to give you like a certain amount, but like he's he'll he'll only give you more if you're gonna like cut it with like Coca Cola. Guess I'm having a Jack and Coke if it means I can have more Jack. All right, Jack and Coke coming up. Just a pinch here, Ruby. Whiskey sour, please. The usual, of course. Yardak, anything special for you? I was gonna stick to the bare bones here and get a vodka soda. All right, he brings you all around to drinks and. uh... He says, you know what, since y'all are the only ones here, I'm going to go take a sit in the back for a few minutes. Is that all right? Of course. Yeah, dude, take yeah. a load off. You look like you need it. If we need anything, we'll holler. Or get it ourselves. And he just looks at you and says, thanks, Yardak. <laughs> and then as he goes to walk away, I say, oh, no way. Hey, Jack, come here. And then uh, I want to give him a quick little heel. He gets a little little more brightness to his eyes and a little, you know, a little, looks a little less haggard. Sits, sits up a little straighter. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, and then he heads to the back, and you kind of hear him, like, plop onto the chair. Good. All right, guys, let's get fucked up. And I just tip it back. Woohoo! Uh, so not long after that, Pam arrives. Hey, kid, I got a picture of Jack and Coke. You want some? Just a fucking picture. She goes, no, I'm good. Not much of a drinker? No. Oh, poor Jack, he already went back there. Hey, this is the place that has good mocktails. Let me just grab the owner, and he makes really good ones. Oh, okay, and she kind of takes a seat. I guess, are y'all, like, sitting at a table, at a booth, at the bar? All along the bar. And right now, tonight, it's very slow, it's just a lot of you in there. Oh, not even the two dudes you're usually there? Nah, nah. Holy fuck, we can talk turkey in here, this is lovely. Um, I was like, we can move to a table if you want, I was like, let me, and I, I go and kind of knock on the uh, office to Jax. Yeah, come in. Hey, our uh, friend joined us, and she doesn't drink, but I, I was telling her about your killer mocktails last time I was talking to her. Uh, and he kind of just, like, slaps his face a little bit. Yeah, yeah, coming right up. Thanks. So sorry to disturb your rest. And he makes his way out, and he's, like, making the drinks. As Jack is working on that, I want to go ahead and offer. I don't know if you trust me like this yet. 
But I worked as a bartender as a, for a while, if you want me to help. And he kind of, like, cocks his head a little bit. He's like, all right, come on back. All right. And I'm going to go help him out. You're working for tips tonight, though. Don't worry, we had a big spender in here a little bit ago. Don't worry about it, Jack. This one's on the house. We about to turn this into a two-broke girl situation. <laughs> As someone who now works at, like, a place with a bar and is now thinking of, like, legally, if someone's jumping by the bar. I'm a superhero. Don't talk to me about the law. I'm an ex-cop. Don't talk to me about the law. This is Riverside City. Don't talk to me about the law. Motherfucker, I'm from Highwind. Don't talk to me about the law. Can't have shit in Highwind. Jack and Pam kind of introduce each other. Yeah, uh, Jack, Pam, Pam, Jack. This kid's alright. This old man's pretty cool. (laughs) And she's just like, pleasure to meet you. And he goes, likewise. How old is Jack? Jack is probably in his late 50s. Okay. I was about to say, dude, he could be younger than me and I'll call him an old man. It's more of a mindset. Are you just kind of enjoying a little bit of a night out before going to bed? Drinking, I think. Yeah, basically. I'm just... I also, I'm going to say, I, I like, when we got in, I texted Bethany, like, hey, we're having a drink at Jack's if you want to join. She texted you back and says, yeah, I, I, I want to get up early tomorrow. I'm going to I'm gonna opt out. Tell everyone I said hi, though. Okay, I send her a thumbs up emoji and I said, Bethany says hello. By this point, Pam has her mocktail and she kind of like, you know, tilts it up towards you when you say that Bethany says hi. Not coming out to drink with us? Nah, she's got stuff to do in the morning. <laughs> we don't. Glug. She's a weirdo who will sometimes willingly get up at like 7 in the morning. So by morning, she might actually be morning. And Jack is uh, finishing up. I think he's refilling your, your pitcher, uh, Laserhawk. Oh boy, that's why he got the pity. And then, uh, so he's like, so uh, how do y'all know each other? Would you believe it, cribbage? <laughs> Roll deception, if that's your actual answer. No. And then he, I like, pictured Jack just giving me a look. And I'm like, nah, I'm fucking with you. You know how we know each other. But we were friends with Hornet, and we fucking with the Blue Cross guys. And this one here has been a big help, actually. Oh, wow, way to just bury the fucking lead to Jack. I don't think Jack knows that she's been pretending to be a hornet. Thank you for making our night awkward. I didn't say anything about hornet, I just said that she's been helping. You literally said the word hornet! You literally said the word hornet. Yeah, I'm keeping that as canon, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not gonna let you undo that. I've been drinking. And Jack just kind of stops and looks a little, like, looks at Pam and looks at a lot of you, just like, kind of a little mouth, like, slightly ajar. Yarnak? I need you to know how much I fucking want to kick you right now. Maybe you should be drinking mocktails and I take his vodka soda away. I want to look at Jack and just be like, I wanted you two to get to know each other before you were introduced in that way. And Jack Jack is just kind of taken aback. Oh yeah, Pam has no idea what the fuck's going on. So Pam, Jack was a uh, basically like family to the original Hornet. And she also now, her jaw drops slightly, and her and Jack look at each other like, they're looking at each other kind of funny, but they're also, like, incredulous at the bombshells that were just dropped on both of them. I put my hand on both of their shoulders and go, again, I really wanted you to know each other before you found that out. Glares at Yardak. In all honesty, I don't remember saying the word hornet. (laughs) You said the word hornet? Yikes. I... God, I'm glad I'm glad there's no one here today. I was not expecting this. Neither was I. 
I'm gonna walk over to the door and flip the open sign to close and be like, yeah, I wasn't expecting this either. I'll monetarily make that worth your while, and then sit back down. I look at Yardak and go, how are you an ambassador? (laughs) (laughs) I don't go to meetings drunk. Well, thank God for that. Half of a vodka soda? The reason I suggested this was so I could introduce Jack and Pam to one another, but holy shit, dude. Not like this. It's not my fault he decided to keep it canon. <laughs> I would have taken it back. It is literally Yardak's fault. Maybe it's not Dan. Dan just had a slip of the tongue. It's Yardak's fault, though. Yeah, Dan's cool. Fishboy, on the other hand, I'm a little peeved with. So Pam is just like, should I go? Is this gonna be a problem? That's Jack's call. How you feeling right now, bud? I... I don't know. I don't even... I don't even fucking know. Can I explain myself here? Sure. I figured that this camp was gonna take up the mantle. She needed to meet you. And if this camp was going to wear the mantle, you needed to meet her. So that way, she could get an idea of the legacy that came before, and you know that that legacy is in good hands. This one got off to a rough start. I'm working on it. You have my word that she's not going to dishonor his legacy. Roll persuasion. That's not even me trying to be persuasive. That's just me shooting from the hip. But I understand, I understand. So that's going to be a 23 altogether. He gathers himself up, and he just kind of nods. If they vouch for you, that means they see something good in you. Again, I'm sorry you had to find out that way, Jack. And I turn to Pam and say, honestly, I'm sorry you had to find out that way, too. Kind of playful, but not really, like, hit, Yardak. I think Jack kind of looks at you, Laserhawk, and kind of, like, leans in. Has she got a handle on the, you know, behavior? Haven't had any slip-ups since we started working together. If she does, I'm gonna be on her ass like black on asphalt. Jack just kind of nods. Pam's just like, I'm sorry if this is awkward for you. Like, obviously, none of us really expected to have this conversation tonight. I didn't even really know about you. Yeah, I was getting to that one. A lot of ground to cover, unfortunately. Tell you what, Jack, can I make you a drink? Comes around, takes a seat at the bar, and gestures towards the back of it. Fuck it, I guess I'll make him a Jack and Coke. Not the one I've been sipping out of, but, like, his own Jack and Coke. And Pam is just kind of, like, wrapping her fingers on the bar now in kind of an awkward silence. Maybe this is a good time to to ask that. It's like, so, Pam, I... You don't have to, you know, answer this if you don't want to, but what were you up to before, um, you know, coming to Riverside, or have you always been in Riverside? Yeah, came outside of work stuff. I don't really know anything about what you did before this. I, um, I was in school for electrical and mechanical engineering. So you're kind of getting to use your degree. More than I can say. Yeah. In a lot of ways that I had never expected six months ago. I mean, what were you looking to get into before this? I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to go work for, you know, one of the big tech companies. Don't work for Red Crystal. Okada Megacorp? Maybe. 
Okada was on my list. I had a couple others. In fact, I was far enough into my program that I was getting a couple headhunters talking to me. No shit. And then everything went down the shitter. I can sympathize with that one. Shania wanted to be a teacher. What? That That is canon. I knew that eventually there was going to be a what would happen if you didn't have powers conversation. I thought out my answer. History teacher. Ruby's quiet because her film career is actually fairly successful. <laughs> yeah, Pam kind of cocks her head at you and goes, you know, I can see that. It actually means a lot to hear. Yeah, it was six months ago now. I had a track scholarship. I'm a real good... Yeah, I was able to tell. And then they came out with a new test, and it turns out that I am a latent post-human. No shit. Turns out, post-humans don't qualify for those scholarships. I'm sorry, that's awful. Yeah, so what do you do with uh, three quarters of an engineering degree and can't afford to stay in school? I guess what you're doing now. Yeah, you come home to your hometown where shit's falling apart all around you, and you get angry, and you do something about it. Sympathize with that kid, but let me to tell you about the underground sometime. It's rough, but we do it because we can. And finally, something we can be sympathetic uh, about. And I go, I know, paying for school is uh, not great. I The amount of student debt I have, if They basically revoked future scholarship. Thank goodness they didn't revoke the previous payments. Yeah, well, there's your silver lining, kid. Yeah. Do you want to go back to school one day, or is that off the table now? I don't know how I ever could. And if not, we'll rob a bank for you. (laughs) Yeah, we know an MLA for that. I think she gives a chuckle, assuming that you're joking. Oh, yeah, ha, 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 mm-hmm. Ruby just leans in, she goes, you're joking, right? And I think that's when Pam finishes her, her second mocktail and goes, I'm, I'm going to get going. Understandable, kid. Meet company, or are you going to text me when you get home safe? I think I'll get home all right. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll be by the, uh, by the hut tomorrow to fix up the suit. Shoot me a text one way or the other. You've been... Nope, never mind. You haven't been drinking tonight. Go ahead. You've been drinking tonight, old man. And I think she goes over to Jack and gives him like a good handshake. It was nice to meet you. And he says, likewise. How was the mocktail? She leans into you before going and she goes, you were right. They are amazing. And I was like, I was like, now's probably not the time, but he loves when you compliment the mocktails. Gives a little bit of a two finger salute to everybody and heads out. I really didn't want that to be how you two met, but what did you think? And then I just go, uh, you're like, you, what the fuck? It was a slip of the fin. All right, buddy, you don't get to get out of this one with a fish joke. <laughs> Jack looks over at you, Laserhawk. She seems... seems right. It took me a second to warm up to her, Jack, but she's really she's one of the good ones. It took me the longest out of everyone here to warm up to her. Yeah, let her, let her know. She's welcome to come by. I just gotta... I gotta get used to, to having her around. You ever feel like she doesn't deserve that mantle? You let me know. She won't keep it for long. You all knew that side of Austin the best. But you knew Austin the best. If she does not live up to him, you tell me. I trust you all to make that call. Jack looks at his watch and says, You know what? I'm going to call it a little early tonight. If y'all would be all right with uh, heading out. 
No problem. Grabs the to-go cup. And yeah, so he closes up for the night, and you take your to-go cup. I can imagine that, like, Laser Hawk was like, man, do you need help cleaning up? No, 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 I'm, I'm good. I just, I want to, I want to get to sleep, and I wouldn't want to have any others walk in while I'm just a little off my game. Understandable, brother. You have yourself a good night, you got my number if you need anything. Ruby also leaves, not, not as good of a tip. Ruby leaves like a ten. Oh, yeah, uh, Jack's not gonna know until he goes inside, but I left him another fifty for the bombshell. You can't pay your way out of everything, Brock. No, but I can make him feel a little better. Y'all go home, I assume? Might as well. Yes. Actually, instead of going home, I said we should all crash at Ruby's house because we have to go to the courthouse the next day. If we're doing that, I text Bethany that people are coming over. Uh. I'm crashing on the couch. Although, Laserhog lives pretty close, so, but maybe. Laserhog's about to be like, hey guys, I need to change. And then he realizes that his superhero outfit isn't really a superhero outfit. And I'm like, you know what? Never mind. You're more of a tactical biker gang suit. Doesn't Laserhawk have dogs to feed? I can imagine that if I was going to be going out and about, I made sure that those dogs were set until, like, tomorrow afternoon. I'm also going to say that Pam texted you, like, a picture of them eating food when she was at the, the laser hut. Oh, that's right. She said she was going there. Yeah, no. Anytime I leave the hut, I assume that I'm not going to be back for 48 hours and plan accordingly. I'm used to dogs where you can't leave food out for them. You act like Laserhawk doesn't know how to train two of the bestest boys for the Vepper Boy in the bestest town. She says, that's fine, I'm going to bed. Just try not to be super loud. I'll even offer up the couch to the yard I can take the floor, because I'm a bro. There's two couches. Fucking right! Best sleep I'll have in years. You have a bed. You have an actual bed. Do I? Yes, in the new Laserhawk you have a town. Alright, moving up in the world. Laserhawk's got a bed now. I go sleep on the twin bed in Ruby's room. Yeah, have you considered upgrading that now that you have, like, a pretty stable partner? <laughs> Probably. Maybe I sleep over at his house a lot. Yeah. Rickard's just about healed up. By the way, the reason he was not out tonight is partially because he wanted to get a good night's sleep for tomorrow. Oh, is he being interrogated tomorrow? Yeah, well, again, it's not that he's going to be in it, but he's going because he's got friends coming from out of town. I mean, I'm drunk enough to not have nightmares. I can go to bed. Oh, yikes. It's been a while since I've looked at the diagram we have at Ruby's apartment. Can that room fit a twin bed? It fit a twin bed? Absolutely. No, 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 sorry. Can that room fit, like, a queen or full-size bed? Uh, yeah, it'd be a little, I think it'd be a little, like, of a tighter squeeze, but you could definitely fit it. You just wouldn't have as much, like, maneuvering room with your chair when you're editing and stuff. Your apartment is surprisingly big. I was gonna say, dude, if you don't got room for a fucking twin in your room, then I have a nicer house than you. It's true, but he, she does. There's two. There's two two bedrooms, each with their own bed and two couches, with a good TV. Two beds and two couches. Fucking bougie over here. Flaunt your wealth. I bet you didn't even get your coffee machine out of a dumpster. I'm a fucking adult. No, I'm gonna decide that it's Bethany's coffee machine. Ruby's like Rachel doesn't like coffee. So yeah, next morning y'all wake up. Uh, everyone, I'm gonna because uh, I'm gonna have everyone make a fortitude check. Maybe I'm leaving it to heal, y'all bitches. I just rolled a mat 20. I'm fucking Gucci. That's my third mat 20 tonight. I'll be mad if I'm more hungover than Laserhawk because Ruby only had two drinks. Yeah, that's 28 altogether. 16 overall. 28. 
It will be 18 overall, but I only had half a damn drink. Everyone's fine. I was about to say, I know I'm fine. I imagine I took away your drink and you probably got it back at some point. How are y'all going to get to the Federal District of Connecticut Courthouse? Van time. Toot toot. I was about to say, we're at Ruby's house. It would make sense to take the van. Beep beep. I feel like I might kind of blow her cover if I pull Sarpogo out of here. Like you did the last time? Shut up. <laughs> this is like, this is just a flavor text thing that we leave in the van and I take a back road and we go in it looks like a normal van uh van and we come out of the back road, it's it's the uh the visual van. The Viz van. And Record actually meets you there, and since he's pretty much back to normal, he was able to meet you there on his motorcycle. Nice. Ooh. And when he gets there he changes into his nice suit. I put my mask on in the car. Motorcycle and a nice suit? Okay, Ruby. Yeah. Pulling up to the courthouse, hashtag lady boner. Um, uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ruby is uh, alone, like, kind of off to the side with her for a sec. She's like, I can't decide if the motorcycle jacket or the suit is better. Gives her boyfriend uh, up and down. And he just shakes his head at you. I walk by into the motorcycle jacket. And from around the corner, uh, you see a couple old faces. <gasps> Betsy. You see Betsy Bullard, Frank Dunlap, Dr. Lydia Alvarado, Zachary Ramos, Jeremy Price, Gemini. Dang. And someone you don't recognize. Ooh. Is Price the British doctor? Price is the British engineer. Uh, he left way before this, right? Uh, he left with the feral one right before Yardane showed up. I would like to immediately roll to see if I know the mystery guy. Uh, yeah, everyone roll uh, intellect. Ooh. 16. 18. 16 overall. Yeah, so you all would recognize this person. He has been out of town for quite a while, but this is the crafter. He is, I've mentioned him multiple times, Dan. I was like, like, that name. No, so I mean, like, I remember that name, but I can't. Uh, He is a hero that has been with Riverside for a long time. In terms of how he looks, right now he does have like a rather, like an actual, like kind of a, not a suit, but like a vest on. Like he's a little more dressed up than normal. But he also wears, like, a hooded cloak. So dramatic. I know that you just said he's a Riverside person, but would Brock have... He's, sorry, he's, like, internationally known. Okay, would Brock have ever worked with him? No, but you've definitely heard of him. Okay. Given how long you've been operating and how long he's been operating, you definitely have heard of each other. Well, in that case, I'm gonna walk right past all the Union people and shake the crafter's hand. I'm not fucking rude, so I go and say hi to my friends. Dude, these people don't even like me. Oh, also, sorry, I've got uh, Agent Kevin Lewis is also there. Okay, one person likes me. <laughs> Frank likes you. Oh, oh yeah, Frank's here. And I think and I think Lydia likes you. Lydia likes everybody, kind of. Okay, well, I don't know that, so. Well, the first person I go up to was obviously Betsy. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so the one thing that stands out, and again, something you would have noticed in any pictures of him, but it's, again, when you shake his hand, he is wearing two metal gauntlets. They're stuck to his hands, right? Correct, yeah. They, as you can, you can see on the edges that his arm is kind of, like, discolored uh, around it because they are fused to his hands. Ooh. Crafter. Pleasure to finally meet you. Likewise, Laserhawk. I say kind of, like, hi, hi, y'all. And, uh, Betsy gives you a hug, Yardak. Yeah! Hello, Mr. Crafter? Sir, I, I don't- uh, I was like, I, I'm Visual Aid. It's a pleasure to meet you. Visual Aid, pleasure to meet you as well. I have heard about you, 
and he kind of like gives a look over at Betsy. He goes, most people don't know this. You can, my name is Robert. You can call me Robert. Oh, well, that's going to fuck me up. I, uh, I look around. I was like, don't spread this around. You can call me Ruby. I feel like Ruby's maybe slightly starstruck by like meeting a superhero this like famous. Yardak, make a perception check. Uh, 11. The crafter looks at you. You can just tell for just a moment that he looks a little taken aback. I walk over to him and put my hand out and say, since I'm the only one here that hasn't made introductions yet, I'm Yardak. Nice to meet you. And he whispers something under his breath as you're approaching him and he goes to give you a handshake. The fuck did he whisper? Can I roll a perception check since I'm literally right next to him? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Swear to God, if he says some racist shit. A20 altogether. 19 altogether. This bitch called me fucking Gilneck. He's sliced right now. Yeah, I we didn't notice. And and basically all all you caught was he looks just like him. Oh! Shut the front door. That's how how old is the crafter? Yeah, how the fuck old is he? Because my dad died ages ago. <laughs> Brock, much like Brandon, is clueless. I mean, I wouldn't want to handle it the way I just did in person, but um, so uh, since I've obviously heard him, I want to say to him. Look like who? What do you mean? And he hesitates for a moment. He goes, I knew your father. Knew him or knew of him? Wait a minute, I thought you guys reproduced asexually. It's not well known that the crafter must be very old, right? Looking at him, you would guess he is in his early 20s. Sorry, you would guess that he is in his late teens. But it's not something like he's been around forever, so people know that he's like immortal or something, right? So he has been in Riverside as a known hero for about 20 years. I think, you know what, Ruby, Ruby lost all tact, and I went, oh, he must be much older than you look. It's complicated. These, and he holds up his hands, his gauntlets, they, uh, when the accident happened, it, long story short, cellularly I stopped aging. Interesting. Okay. That sounds cool. How much of a pain in the ass is it for you to get a drink? Oh, it's fine. I can I can pick up a glass just fine. I meant the idea. Whatever, anyways. We've got places to be. He starts, like, kind of charting something in the air. I guess I'm 50? Goddamn, son. You don't look a day over 42. Didn't his dad die during the War of 1812? Yeah. It's like, that math don't add up, Junior. Yeah, fuck it, Brock will just ask. Bro, are you time traveling? Essentially, yes. My uh, my gauntlets allow me to generate portals, which can go through both space and time. Hang on a minute, you're- the, it's, it's complicated, though. I don't have full control over it. Do you have, like, 20 minutes after this thing? I have so many questions. Are the gauntlets basically the TARDIS? Please don't. <laughs> Listen, I get it. It's like a shorthand, and a lot of folks like would understand it. It just happens so much. If it makes you feel better, that's not the show I usually reference. <laughs> that's when Gemini pops in and goes, so I'm glad everyone's getting all acquainted with each other. Hey, Gemini! Yeah, you know, meet new people, and then I turn directly towards the crafter and say, you and I are having a very long conversation after we're done here today. Hey, I've got a great pub we can stop by. Betsy and the union crew are a little, like, bemused by this interaction. And I want to turn to Betsy and say, how long have you known this? I know you know everything. Do you mean that he knew your father? 
what that his favorite flavor of jelly is grape. Yes, my father. This is the first time hearing about it, but it doesn't surprise me the number of timelines and, and things this guy has, has mentioned over the years. <sighs> well, fuck, Betsy. I, I, this is just insane. Listen, I work with a power duplicator, a lady who can make illusions, an Atlantean, a guy who can make a laser light show on his own. It stops phasing you after a certain amount of time. Okay, you say that when you meet somebody who knew your dead dad from 200 years ago. Fair enough. <laughs> that is when Douglas Pennington and Judge Margaret Lynch uh, make their way out. And coming out is a man in a wheelchair with them. Okay. Which only Ruby would recognize. Why, uh, why, do I, why do I know this person? How do I know the wheelchair one? This is Agent Peter Andrews. He is a former union agent. Uh, you know him specifically as the man Emily Ahan, a.k.a. Wraith, put a, put a fist through his stomach. Oh, that explains the wheelchair. It's, it's good to see you again, Agent Andrews. Much better circumstances this time, I'd say. Much better. Well, have we seen each other since then? No, right? Maybe once or twice, I'd say, in this like couple of years. I've heard your recovery is going well. I'm very glad to hear that. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is the new normal, right? That's a really good way of looking at it. Gotta keep my head up. And he starts to roll away, and Pennington and Lynch look at you all. Well, quite the crew we've got amassed here today, uh, she says. When the gang's in town, gotta, gotta come say hi. Yeah, court cases are kind of the closest thing us supers have to family reunions. Sadly. You know, ones that don't involve saving everyone. And I look right at the district attorney when I say that. And she says, all right, I'm not going to have us meet in my chambers. There are far too many of you. Follow me. And she takes you just down the hall to an actual um, courtroom. You just go to the Starbucks that's built into this place. Uh, it's a Lunar Lattes, actually. Yeah, uh, basically everyone gets seated. Gemini, like, goes to kick her legs up on, on the back of a chair, and Frank kind of, like, taps her on the knee. Well, fuck that, dude. Brock grabs the chair before she can. We're in court. At least wait until they're not looking. All right, all right, all right. Lydia is also just kind of looking, like, very happily at you, like, you know, for all the bad circumstances. She's happy to see you. Speaking of recovery, how's Lydia doing? <laughs> Lydia's fine. Yeah, Lydia's back to normal now. I, You know, I'm going to say that I'm kind of sitting behind Gemini, and this the court hasn't started yet. I go, so, steal any cool powers lately? It was a while ago now, so I don't have it, but I went up a guy who against a guy who used lava. Hey! Uh, that was, you know, pretty hot. Wait. I, I lean in. Do you mean Krakatoa? Yeah, Krakatoa. Yeah, he, he, he escaped, but we got him, like, right away. It's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, that guy was a pain in the ass. I had to buy, like, a whole new outfit after finding him. And Lynch looks out at the lot of you and says, I have been talking to all of you for months now getting different perspectives and different testimony about the events leading up to that day. At this time, I am leaning towards proceeding with a trial. The fuck? The district attorney has made some good points. I'll be honest, my bias is that I believe Union does do good work, but in the interest of transparency and holding them accountable, I think that there should be a more formal address. And what are these good points you speak of? The events that led up to the injury of Agent Andrews being an example. A civilian was brought to Echo Base for safekeeping when no proper containment was yet devised for the threat. 
uh, putting an agent in danger. Nobody else had the proper containment, but okay. I believe if we had left Mr. Nataroma on the street somewhere, he would have been dead in five minutes. Again, we're not saying that leaving him on the street was the only alternative. The chosen actions did lead to an outcome, and I think it's worth discussing. And you will also have an opportunity to create a rebuttal and, and make your points with your counsel. I am prepared to proceed forward on further testimony. All right, we fight at dawn. Is this, wait, is this just what, because I'm going to make this canon if you say yes. Is this how Atlantean courts work? <laughs> no, no, I just. Is there trial by combat sometimes? No, I just, I just felt like I wanted to say that. I don't think that Yardak would have actually said that. Especially because this wouldn't be a combat situation. <laughs> Everyone roll perception checks. Uh, 19. 22, baby. 22 overall. Yeah, you can all tell um, Frank looks frustrated. Betsy looks like she's keeping it together, but she looks a little angry. Lewis is like, damn it. Y'all don't need a perception check for this. Brock's fucking pissed. I'm just staring, and I, I and then Ruby also takes a look at her boyfriend, and, you know, just see, seeing how he's doing. He looks uh, crestfallen. Uh, the crafter, I would say, looks... He's got a poker face on. You don't, He doesn't really have any perceptible uh, emotion about this. What do y'all do? I glare at the district attorney. Yeah, I want to say, so when is this trial? Uh, we'll be in the discovery phase for a little while. We will be certain to send out send out subpoenas when we will actually be doing the trial. Uh, I'm by Gemini, and I assume I'm close to Frank, right? Uh, yeah, I would say like maybe Frank and Lydia are sitting right behind you. Lean towards them. I was like, do I need a lawyer? Frank leans in and goes, nah, nah, Ruby, you, you'll, you won't need a lawyer. Uh, we'll have counsel on hand for you. This is not a, a criminal trial. You're not going to be held like liable unless you admit to like murdering someone. No, it's fine. Brock will never do that. Luckily, I think creating Teletubbies to, to scare a bunch of villains is not a crime. I still feel like you should have you should have a lawyer if you're at a civil trial. I mean, hey, I mean, they said they'll have counsel if you want to get your own lawyer. That is your prerogative. No, I use Union's lawyer. I just was not going to go there out there Ruby by herself. That'd be dumb. Ruby watches enough TV to know that's, that being your own counsel is how you go to fucking jail. Yeah. Crafter pops a hand up. Code names acceptable under trial conditions. And uh, Lynch says, of course, of course. Okay. Fucking right, of course. Swear to God, I was about to cause a scene. Well, I will dismiss you for now. If anyone has any further questions, I will be in my office. Rachel has a question. The crafter wasn't there, right? Correct. The crafter was not there. He's just being about other past union stuff. Okay. Yeah, he, he's very familiar. He was the one who, he was one of the people who helped capture the Quarnian originally. Mm-hmm. Does he know about my giant uh, match? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> so Lynch goes, gathers her paperwork, um, uh, adjusts her tie, and makes her way out of the courtroom. I'm already outside. Like, well, that didn't work the way we wanted it to. Are you following her? Oh, no, I just stuck around long enough to hear what's going on, and then I got the fuck out of there. I'm pissed. In the hallway of the courtroom? Are you out of the building? Like, where are you now? I'm hanging out by the van. Okay, so you went to the parking garage. What about uh, Ruby and Yardak? I'm so, I feel like I'm still in the courtroom and Yardak is just... I'm waiting for Ruby and also waiting for uh, the crafter as well. You know why I kind of look at them, all of them, and go, Do you guys want alcohol? I feel like I'm definitely going to need it after this day. I, I look at all the union people, all our friends, and I was like, 
You're totally invited to the crafter. Betsy and Lewis decline the offer. Does the crafter only drink craft beer? Oh man, it's really unfortunate that the van exploded next to Laserhawk. Lewis and Betsy decline and go off on their own together, unless someone's trying to get a hold of them. Like The way you worded that, I don't think, it was almost like, I was like, they're not a thing, right? That we know of. No, God no. <laughs> That's a season three reveal. I have plenty of ideas of what Betsy is up to when she is not with y'all. No one ever asks about her personal life. Uh, Frank and Lydia also decline, but Gemini uh, is up for it, as well as Rickard. But Lydia's a fun hang! If there's one person I knew was gonna come drinking with us, it was fucking Gemini. Yeah. Yeah. And the crafter pauses for a moment and says, sure, I'll join as well. Fucking better, you told me you'd have a 20 minute with me. How many people can fit in the van? Uh, so let me see. So there are the three of you, plus Gemini, Rickard, and the crafter. I think six people can fit in this van, no problem. It's gonna say, worst case scenario, Brock needs to fucking let off some steam, I can run. Oh, Rickard has to take his-, his Oh yeah, yeah, Rickard will take his motorcycle. A and when you get in the van, the crafter looks at you, Ruby, and says, Where are we going? What's the address? Oh, and I give whatever the address is of Jack's pub. And he goes on his phone real quick, and he says, okay, pull out of the parking spot. And Ruby's just kind of looking at him, and I was like, okay, and I start pulling out of the van, and pulling out of the spot. And as you pull out of the spot, a, a portal has opened up behind the van, and you pull out back through it, and you're in the alleyway behind the pub. That's what I'm about. Efficiency. That is the coolest fucking shit. Hey out there. Wherever you are and whatever you are up to, I hope you're doing well. Uh, this is going to be possibly the quickest ad segment we've ever had, I think. All I wanted to say is that we are moving our release date. Going forward, we will be releasing every other Thursday instead of Wednesday. This is in an attempt to keep our future episodes from having delays, as I frankly more often have time on Wednesdays to edit, and hopefully that means that future episodes can be released overnight. That being said, I'll keep you informed of any changes. With that, let's get back to the game. And then the motorcycle comes through as well. Robert, I've all of a sudden got like 50 more questions for you. I know I parked the van. Can I park in this alley? Yeah, yeah. Does the crafter have a secret identity? How does he hide the gauntlets? Oh, that's what I was about to go over. So he whips the, the, cloak, the cloak off and creates a portal and sends it through it. You've, you've got your own pocket dimension closet. No, 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 this is going back home. And then he has basically, like, essentially, like, some surgical gloves that he's putting over top of the gauntlets. Oh, they're that small? Yeah, yeah, they are very, they are, like, skin tight. Basically, once he takes off the cloak, he doesn't look like, he stops looking like an eccentric at the Ren Fair. Uh, do I know where Bethany's at right now? Just out of curiosity? No, you, she just said that you, she had an early morning. I say a bunch of supers are getting drunk at Jack's Pub, if that's something you, you want to join in on. And Bethany replies, two nights in a row, go to a meeting. As you're sending this text, Gemini taps on the crafter's shoulder, whispers something to him, he opens another portal, and she grabs some clothes. <laughs> and I, uh, I just do my trick to get, to get rid of all my stuff really quickly. And he looks at you and goes, that's convenient. I was like, it, it's pretty great. Anyone need anything? And I just make a shirt. Hey, Ruby, points to Gemini. You should maybe set up a wall for her. I can't imagine she's going to want to get changed inside the bar. There's not a whole lot of room in your van. 
Yeah, I make a I make a box, but it's three sides. But the side sides at the wall. That way, she can leave the box. Okay. See, I was really literally imagining like an actual changing room from like a Target. Can I make that? I mean, it's just walls. I am imagining now that I'm making more like a uh, one of those you would see at a beach, and there's like a fabric. Yeah, she gets inside. She uh she takes off her overalls. Uh, and when she comes back out, she's it's it's summer. It's uh like June now, so she's like like a shorts and a tank top. So you make your way into the bar, I imagine, after everyone's changed. Yep. And I start off by slapping a fifty on the bar. And also, I should say the one thing that like the crafter can't hide is his skin is kind of has like a grayish hue to it. Ooh. Anyway, yeah, when you come in, Jack is kind of quizzical. Like, I think he recognizes Gemini. I'm pretty sure Gemini had been there before. Um, doesn't recognize the crafter, obviously. And you said you texted Bethany. Mm-hmm. She sends all exclamation points and says, I'll be right there. While Gemini's changing, I go over to the van and make it the normal van. Oh, and I tell the crafter, because I the crafter hasn't met her, I was like, by the way, mine, you know, my normal person, um, my roommate is heading over. We're, we're pretty close to where I live. Fletcher, right? Jesus, who said the crafter knows that? Yeah. Yes. What? When I found out that I was going to be, you know, taking part in this uh, trial, I started looking up some of the, you know, the people on Union's side, and since I hadn't met you before, I looked into a little bit. I found some of the many videos that uh, Miss Fletcher has posted. You always need a, a reporter on your side. You got got to have an April O'Neil. So y'all head into the bar. Yep, I imagine I walk in a little bit before everyone else, slap the 50 down and look at Jack. I'm bringing company. And he looks a little concerned. He's like, should I be worried? I wouldn't say worried. Just, I don't know how heavy drinkers these folks are. Also, it's like noon and the place just opened. Oh yeah, I know. And he's already made $50 today. What a good day to be Jack. I promise nobody here, like, accidentally stole the identity of someone that you love. Oh, yeah, let's walk in and bring them up immediately. And Jack just says, what a weird thing to say. <laughs> I was like, I'm just trying to lighten the mood. It's already been a day. All right, is anyone else in the bar right now? Uh, yeah, there's a couple people. Uh, they're, like, it's like it's lunchtime, so people are eating food more than drinking drinks. Okay, could any of them see Ruby right now, really, or, like, pay attention to what her hand's doing? Roll perception? I just, I thought of something cool, but I don't want Ruby to actually do this, this be how people figured out how Ruby, like, this would be really dumb. 21. As far as you can tell, looking around the room, no one's really, like, everyone's kind of engaged in conversation or looking at their phone. I was saying that there's, like, a bottle of, like, whiskey on the bar. Ruby slaps the thing down, makes a shot glass there, takes some of the whiskey there, puts it down, takes a shot, and then when she puts on the shot glass, makes it disappear. I love that. And the crafter is kind of like giving you like a quizzical look like, okay, okay. I feel like I can trust you. When I say close, I mean there. And I point to the building across the street. I think it's also worth noting that because you guys have heard of him before, he is known as possibly one of, if not the smartest person on the planet. The crafter? Yeah. Fun. Oh, and he's hanging out with my dumbass? We and Jack go... Way back, and I, I look. I think that for a second, I like an actual look of like sadness and horror. I was like, we've been through some shit. I can only imagine. Let's see. Uh, let's start with a, a white Russian and uh, fries. And Jack's like coming right up. Question: How did Jack uh, react to me just making a shot? Like, 
mostly like he looks concerned for a second, looked around the room, and then just mostly like shook his head in, in a, a little amused at you. Uh, and then I go a, a whiskey sour now. I can I can only do so many shots. Uh, and it's about that time when Bethany like bursts through the door, <laughs> and then like quickly like become calm and poised. I appreciate her. And she just like tries to look very chill and casual as she saunters on over. When Bethany sits down, I want to look up at her and say, "You know, you're about as inconspicuous as a neon sign sometimes." Well, I um, listen, man. I don't get to. I don't get to be around. I usually am only getting to see heroes like from a distance. Kid, I'm giving you shit. Sit down and have a drink. And she goes over to Jack and says, "What's Ruby having? I'll have one too." What do you think I'm having? It's and she also slaps a fifty on the table. I slap another fifty down. Fuck you. Because he's kind of has a grayish hue about him. Can do people? Is this a Clark Kent situation where, despite the fact this man looks exactly like Superman, people don't know that this is the crafter? I would say if anyone took a good hard look at him, they would recognize. Like right now, he's just dressed like a regular average person, so like no one's really paying attention to him. So it's a normal. So it's like a normal celebrity. The way that if Ben Affleck was sitting there with a baseball cap, I might not notice. But if I looked hard enough, I'd be like, "Holy shit, that's Ben Affleck." That's a great example, just because like every like he is so iconically known for the cloak. That's why he put it away. I was like, "Do I introduce you as Robert?" <laughs> he just gives a subtle nod. Robert, this is uh, Bethany. And then I would imagine Bethany's probably looking at him close enough, right? Yeah. Uh, well, you said super a oh, group of superheroes, so like she's already kind of like on the alert. Can I say that the second I notice her face light up, I lean in, inconspicuous. She smiles and she goes, oh, uh, it's it's nice to meet you. And he goes, likewise, Miss Fletcher, I followed your work. And she is like, ear to ear smile now. Fucking mind, shop liver, I follow your page, asshole. I've saved the world before. <laughs> I think she also likes that you follow her. Okay, now I'm... Basically, anyone that Bethany has an interaction with, I'm like, Bethany should have a love story. Wait a minute. So, I'm too old for Bethany. (laughs) But the time-traveling 50-something-year-old, just tell me that you don't want me dating your friends. It won't hurt my feelings. What? Uh... At least he looks 20. You know what? He has a house. (laughs) Like... Now, now, he never said when his house was. <laughs> oh, shit, that's fucking funny. Gemini goes up to you, you're like, hey, 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 um, I know you said you have, like, questions and shit, but, like, I've always wanted to try something. Can I take your power for a second? Oh, God, uh, just don't hurt anybody. What? Fuck you. I meant, like, accidentally. I mean, f- fair. But I just, like, you know, yeah, I mean, among friends, I just felt like I should ask. Okay, okay, so what do you want to do? She taps on your shoulder uh, to get the power, and you feel like, you know, it's a little buzz when she does that, and she looks over at the two whiskey sours and starts moving the drinks back and forth between the two cups. I don't want to drink that anymore! (laughs) I mean, she's not touching it with her hands. I guess unless you're really worried about getting some of Bethany's backwash. You know what, we live together. And Gemini just goes like, (laughs) I was was pretty sure that would work. It's not pure water, so she didn't, she wasn't sure. What are y'all doing now? Because you said you had, like, a million questions for the crafters, so... And you got Gemini, who you haven't seen in forever, so this is your opportunity to ask some questions. Oh, I'm gonna let you guys interact with Gemini, because literally all of my questions are gonna be, like, tech-related. I am gonna grill this guy to figure out how I can improve the laser height. I want portable technology, goddammit. 
looking at Gemini, I was like, so where where have you been? It's been so long. It's been like a year and a half, right? I would say it's been at least a year since you've seen uh, Gemini. How have you been? It's been so long. I know. I'm sorry it's like under the circumstance. And I look around, I was like, y- you haven't heard from Myra, right? Uh, no, I, I heard the mission's going okay. Like, I asked, you know, I kind of grilled Lewis for an update one time, but, uh, yeah, I haven't talked to her. I haven't seen her. I hope she's all right. Me too. I don't even know if she's, like, done with that mission and maybe moved on to another one. It's been so long since I've talked to Lewis about it. But, like, yeah, I've just been kind of popping in between different bases, training, helping train and helping build. But then, well, you know, after all the events and the, and the cutbacks, I've basically been going on a lot of missions by myself just because we haven't been able to recruit new people. And we're, we're trying to be pretty careful about making use of non-powered personnel right now just because, you know, they're more prone to injury. And people are kind of being dicks to Union right now? Well, yeah. Overall, things have been fine. You know, I've only had the one deposition. Um, I got came back in today mostly because I knew that they'd be making an announcement. And in case something was soon, I figured I wanted to be nearby again. So I don't know if I'll be staying in Riverside, you know, until... But I'll probably be, you know, in the in the in the region. Probably cool. Come on by. We we end up at this bar a lot, which I don't know what that says about us, but let's not think about it. Yeah, I thought about that. Like we could go to like an Olive Garden or something sometime. No, I have whiskey and Olive Garden, Kane. <laughs> Olive Garden. Yeah, but Jack is actually like family. It's not just a cheesy line. <laughs> hey, Jack, can I have a burger? He's like finishing up with some others. He's like, I'll I'll get it right up. Uh. Just uh, text me, text me what you want on it. Text him what you want on it. Burger. Well, I'm just saying, like, she might want, like, I don't know, hot sauce or, or I don't know what Ruby's go-to burger order. Yeah, but no, I just like the fact that he's like, text me instead of just tell me. But no, no, I'm saying text him because he's in the middle of taking another order, and instead of like having to take time to come over to you and get it, if you text him, he'll just be able to go make it. Yeah, I text him my burger order then, and then I also add, just bring a giant thing of fries for everyone. Crafter and Gemini are kind of catching up a little bit. I want my moment alone with him. I don't think you're going to get a moment alone, but like... Ah, uh, okay. Well, at least at least my chance to talk to him. I lean on to Bethany. I was like, can you believe that the Crafter has heard of both of us? What? I can't believe he's, like, seen my stuff. This is so cool! That I kind of, like, turn to Yardak and go, so he knew your dad? And I want to uh, kind of get Gemini's attention and be like, hey, can we swap seats real quick? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, are we at the bar? Oh, I assumed. I I imagine we maybe had grabbed a table so we could, like, be in a circle, but... Okay, yeah, all right, let's say you're at a table and you're in a circle, sure. Easier to share a giant thing of fries. And But either way, yeah, if you, if you, Gemini was sitting next to Crafter. Yeah, as soon as I sit down next to him, I want to say, so you need to tell me what's going on. And everything that you have known about my father and how you knew him, when you knew him. Ruby is listening, by the way. I don't know how much detail I can go into, but I worked with him for a while. I got stranded back in his time while he was ambassador. He was a good man. So from all the stories that I've heard about stuff my father has done, you've never come up once. Was he the only Atlantean that you had talked to? Uh... I feel like if you were doing, uh, if he was doing ambassador uh, type things like I'm doing here, and you were on, I assume maybe some sort of mission that would be important enough to mention. I mean, it wasn't so much I was on a mission; I was stranded in his time, and we worked together for a brief period before I was able to come back home. 
what can you tell me about him? I, he was gone for my entire life, basically. He, I, my my mother had me, and he was basically gone right after that to do his work with the with his ambassadorship. He was a man of honor. He was a he held a deep seated allegiance to Atlantis. He was funny. He was really funny. Funny wasn't the first word that I would have thought of of hearing what people have told me my whole life about him. I, I would imagine maybe I'm on the other side of Yardak right now, and I kind of like get like elbow on my leg. Ah, looks like you take after your dad in more than one way. Oh, are you a snarky little bastard too? Yes. I may have been accused once or twice. I pick up whatever drink I'm drinking now, probably another whiskey sour, and just, I toast with it, absolutely, and down my drink. Uh, I think Jack comes by with your burger and the fries, um, and the crafter kind of looks up and says, can I get a can I get a Caesar salad? Did you know him? He actually like loses it for a second and laughs, and he goes, no, no, I, uh, I did not. <laughs> And then Ruiz looks like, now I just want to know all the historical figures that you've hung out with. Since you knew my father as he was on land, what struggles did he encounter while attempting to make Atlantean and land connections? Like, you know, besides the fact he died here? He actually did not die on land. We were on a boat. Yeah, this is new fucking information. I've said too much. No, no, you better keep talking. And I go, wait, you were with him when he died? I'd like to look up at the crafter, and I fully understand if you're going to make me roll a persuasion. It's his dad, man. Roll persuasion. I start eating fries and fucking popcorn. Are you fucking serious? A fourth net 29. Yes! He looks at you and goes, yes, I was there when it happened. So what exactly happened? Uh, we were attempting to stop two ships that were in conflict with one another, and he took a shot, and I couldn't get to him in time. What nation were these two ships from? Yardak, you're not gonna go declare war on France. British and US ships, I'm not sure which one the shot came from, if that's what you're gonna ask next. Oh god, I didn't even think about friendly fire, fucking Christ. And I want to say to him, like, I know I'm pressing information, but I... One, I don't know anything about my father, and two, I'm basically now walking in his footsteps as the ambassador here, and any information is going to help me with any kind of relations I attempt to craft while I'm here. Based on what I found in my bit of research and during, you know, since uh, looking into the lot of y'all, you're doing him quite proud. Keep at it. Put Atlantis at the forefront of what you're trying to do. And just continue to make connections with people. I put a friendly, like, uh, class on Yardak's back. Um, and I want to make one last perception roll to see if there's anything I can tell that he's keeping from me. I got a nat 20. Yeah! As far as you can tell, yeah, he's not really holding anything back. Like, obviously he has not told you everything, but he is not trying to be deceitful. Like, because he doesn't want to, or because he, like, it's just, like, things that you wouldn't think to tell? Uh, he is not attempting to deceive you in any way. I just want to know if I gotta fight him. We've only been talking to this dude for, like, 20 minutes. I think that's part of the reason. Anyways, Jim, and I think you gotta keep in mind about Catcher and the Rye. Oh my gosh! Is that, he never caught that there, Rye. But I'm about to. <laughs> and Gemini, uh, Gemini puts her, her glass out because she wants some of the, the pitcher. 
Oh, I guess. But only because I think that that power duplication thing's really fucking Mino Bobino. We could make a pretty awesome light show. Oh my god, touch me. Hang on, that sounded weird. Poke my forehead. Do you have any actual questions for the crafter? What movies do you like? Oh man, I can't think of the last time I sat down and watched a movie. I think I like the Singing in the Rain remake. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Fuck. It, 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 it's what? No, no, it's fine. Uh, no, I, I really like Star Wars. Star Wars is cool. Star Wars is cool. Wait, is there a Singing in the Rain remake in the future? And he just looks at you and says, it's too dangerous for someone to know about their own future. Their future? That means you're going to do it. Because I don't think he actually knows I'm a filmmaker. I was like, are you saying I make the Singing in the Rain remake? No, d- Back to the Future. Oh, right. No, I usually would get that. And I just go, by the way, my day job is a filmmaker. Oh, some things are coming together. Hey, Ruby, you know you should remake. I'm working on Space Cadet. He looks at you and goes, did you say Space Cadet? Didn't you sign an NDA? Oh, I, okay, my, my thought is people don't know where it's filming. People know it's in the works. And then, then I go, wait, are you a Space Cadet fan? No, no, it's my turn now. All right. So I need to know what's going on with those gauntlets. And more importantly, how it can be recreated. Don't worry about the specifics. I know a guy. I've got to be very honest with you, Laserhawk. If I could replicate this, if I could, I wouldn't. What makes you say that? And he kind of like just kind of like goes like makes a gesture over his face. He's like, you know, the fact that I've stopped cellularly aging and I've got these things fused to my hands. I mean, okay, yeah. But you have to see where the interest in the technology is. Oh, absolutely. If I could find a way to safely replicate it, I mean, it was a it was a fluke that it happened the first time. <laughs> it's already hard enough to wield. I wouldn't want to put more of it out there. All right, that's fair enough. He just wants your he just wants your cool portals. Everyone seems to. Look, it's not a matter of the portals being cool. It's a matter of can you imagine how many more lives we could save if I could be there like that, if you could be there like that. That is true. You're not the first person to make that argument to me. And I doubt you'll be the last. Exactly, but I can understand where you're coming from. Or, you know, to get to the bar faster. I did appreciate that, skipping the traffic. Yeah, using the gauntlets since I've had them has been better, but, you know, I uncontrollable time travel, uh, sometimes unexpected interplanetary travel. Yeah, I can definitely see the downsides with that. Like, there was, like, a, I was like, I didn't want to say anything, I I didn't say anything beforehand, but there was, like, a 0.01% chance we could have ended up on a different planet when we we did that. I'm not gonna lie, that would have been pretty cool. But anyways. Yeah, if if it had oxygen... Uh, you know, I just looked at it and said, I did that once. I got kidnapped by a weird alien dude. Yeah, I was part of a timeshare once. We've all made mistakes. I have a time travel question. Hit me. And I go, so when you, you eventually have always come back, right? Correct. Do you always go back to the exact same spot or you just kind of end up in the same time-ish? Ish. Uh, usually within, you know, I think the farthest I've ever had it be is like a couple months. Okay. Uh, usually within a day or so. One time it was actually a minute before, but I was outside of my house. I uh, I look at him and I was like, you should be grateful that I'm holding back another Doctor Who reference. Appreciate that more than you can imagine right now. It's at this point that Jack waves you all on over. 
I, uh, on over. Yep. Uh, yeah, he goes, holy shit, check this out. Oh, no. Oh, God. He turns on the TV, and it's on the outskirts of town near the Chicote Mountains, and it's just an area that just looks completely, like, seared, is how I would describe it. God damn it, Krakatoa. Everything in the immediate vicinity is burned, and everything in the outer vicinity around it is, like, dying. I'm already texting Hornet. And she texts back, yeah, I saw it too. Meet you there? Yup. Uh, I look at uh, Yardak and say, I feel like we should heal our drunkness. And then I look at the crafter and I go, want to do the cool van through a portal thing again? I'm going to look at Yardak and be like, don't touch me. Glug, glug, glug. He says, yeah, I think I can help. I think I can help with this. Off to the van. Well, not that this is good, but it's nice that we've got backup. It is. Yeah, so you've got you've got Rickard, Gemini, and the crafter. And how come we don't have Ulrich? I leave some money so uh, Bethany doesn't get stuck with the tab. Oh, yeah. Or is Bethany coming to get social videos? Bethany and Rickard say they'll meet you there. Okay. All right, well, I'm getting the fuck to the van so we can do this. Let's kick some more ass. Everyone changes back into their outfits and... I put my mask back on. I just, as soon as I get the hallway, I do the, the cool thing where I put my, like, my hand swipe over my face. And I do it as I walk past the van. I make it. So yeah, you all load up onto the van. The crafter reaches out and generates a portal in front of the van that is just, imagine it as a big circle. And the inside of it is just swirling pink and purple colors. Ooh, it kind of looks like the colors of, like, my mask. I want to turn the crafter with a half smile. If you can make sure that this isn't that 0.1%, that'd be pretty fucking nifty. Chapter 46 Justice and Security Part 2 Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Run and Publishing. We are not affiliated. The show is written, produced, and forced to reveal a past family connection by myself, R.C. Byler. You can follow the show for free forever on all major podcast platforms. Please tell a friend, though, because that is the best way for our show to reach new people. Our logo art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Pope Brandon Brownson. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. this episode yeah like holy fucking shit i wasn't sure when i was gonna reveal the yardax dad thing like i was you know i was like the moment i meet him yeah i was like oh we'll see how it goes i'll let it be a perception roll we have recorded video of this right yeah because i feel like both dan and i's reaction to that is gonna look really fun yeah because i was just like and i started like full on just like flailing my chair 
Okay, well, I'm really glad that y'all liked this episode, then. Yeah, no, uh, the last time you gave us a lot of leeway, we totally shit the bed, and I feel like this time we made up for it. I had a bunch of plans on things that we could do if y'all were like, eh, we don't, we don't want to do anything. Like, I wasn't expecting you to invite the crafter out for drinks. I mean, look, dude, if Laser Hawk's got an opportunity to drink, he's gonna take it. I feel like he, he seems like a cool dude, and and I in my head, Ruby was like, I feel like Bethany would want to meet this dude. I'm really happy, as a side note, that my kid's supposed to be in town soon, meaning that Laser Hawk's gonna <laughs> slow down his drinking. Otherwise, I supposedly feel like I'd be on my way to a fucking Tony Stark storyline. I'm just like, we end up at Jack's twice, like, do we all need to be in AA? In the same episode. In all fairness, I'm the one who suggested it both times, so... I'm still the problem here. Maybe we need to find y'all, like, a uh, like a hangout place? Like, community center or something? Yeah, a community center with a bar. No, it's gonna be a community center where you'll meet five teenagers with attitude. I'm already dealing with one little shit, RC. What went well? What didn't you enjoy? I don't like the fact that I gotta go to court. This is, like, worst-case scenario for Laserhawk. Dan accidentally d- releasing some trauma on Jack. Oh, yeah, dude, what the fuck? I didn't even think I said that. What are your thoughts on, you know, some of the characters that came back? You know, the new character? Now that I have time to think about it, dude, where the fuck was Ulrich? He went away. Okay, so did everyone else. And they came back for this. There might be a lot of old, a lot of old faces you haven't seen in a while that'll come back. Well, I'm pulling for Ulrich because you know he's the one NPC I bonded with. Also, I realized I never said where it just occurred to me. I never said where Price or Ramos went. Oh yeah, I don't know where, where were they. No, no, I'm saying like they were there today, and I never said like. Oh. If you offered the options for them to go to the bar, they did not take you up on it. They just left without saying anything. Ramos makes sense. I feel like Price would have, but maybe he had something. He maybe he would meet any other people. It turns out Price has other friends. Excuse me? Yeah, I know, right? Rude. Characters with lives outside of yourselves? Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so are we enjoying the crafter so far? Yeah. 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 I mean, I haven't really get to see him, like, do much other than, like, give us a little pocket portal, but... That was cool. Well, you'll get to see, you'll get to see him in action sh- soon enough, I imagine. Which, also, speaking of, I like that the fight in the beginning was, like, two rounds. With the way Gemini's powers work, can she steal the portal? Power? Uh, no, because I think that's technology. Um, she can steal. She can do magic and posthuman abilities. But yeah, I liked that. Like the fight in the beginning was just like a quick little thing. I I felt like you guys needed someone you could beat up real quick, and I was like, we haven't seen the Blue Cross Gang in a while. Yeah. Action without like dragging out to get to like the the meat. Yeah, I mean, you have a fight, another fight coming up that we would have gotten to depending on how this episode went. So it just but became. We decided a, we wanted to drink part, part again. Three. Yeah, that's fair. You had a new friend you wanted yeah. to meet. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna decline. I wasn't gonna remove the opportunity for you to to make friends. Friends! I swear to God, if this one shoots Lydia. Uh, is there anything you didn't like about tonight's episode? No, not really. Going on trial? I. Yeah, I was about to say, like, really, the only things I disliked about tonight were I have to go to court and fucking yard screw at the pooch. I think Jack handled it well. Jack did handle it well. Um, okay, so, alright, I meant, like, was there anything that you felt didn't land? Like, uh, I didn't really like this, this, like, do you not like the ju- the judge? Is the judge not believable to you? No, the judge is believable. I don't like the district attorney. Like, you can make that judge Mr. Rogers, and it wouldn't matter, he's a judge, Brock hates him. 